It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I am Tony Colombo here with producer Leah and my co-host, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors in Alden, Illinois, Mark McMurray. Great to see you, buddy. How's it going? Hey, another good week. Another good week. Yeah, absolutely. Got a great show for you today. We are going to talk to Shiloh Chappelle, a uh, local tournament crappie angler. That's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, he's a longtime customer, and he's just an outstanding crappie fisherman. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he's an up and comer. That's he great. Fishes all the big tournaments. Yeah, we've talked a lot about we've talked a lot about bass fishing with uh, with the likes of uh, Mike Marfell over the last few weeks, and we've obviously talked a lot about cat fishing with that being one of the biggest. Um, uh, groups that you guys service out there at Bluff City Outdoors. And, of course, we had Captain Ryan Casey on the air with us a couple weeks ago while he was um, on a guided catfish tour, uh, hosting a guided catfish tour on the Mississippi River. Um, but we haven't we haven't really focused on crappie fishing on, on any of these conversations we've had, except for the week that you were out when I told the story about me catching what could have been the largest crappie in the state of Missouri, in the history of the state of Missouri. And I told that I told that story, and uh, producer Leah put together a great little video that you can see on our Facebook page, on our Rumble page. It's on my Twitter. I'll have to retweet it on my Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I told the story, and Leah asked for the picture, which I found. And so um, you can now see the, you can see the crappie that I caught. And you can hear me tell the story in a little fun little video that Leah put together. So go yeah, check I saw that out. the picture. That was a, that was a pretty good fish. It was a big it was a big crappie. I didn't know anything about crappie at the time, so I just threw it back. And then come to find out, it might have been. I think the record in the state of Missouri is like four and a half pounds, and that fish was in that ballpark. Yeah, so, it was it was a it was a big nice fish. Yeah, that fish was in there. He was a he was he was he had a big old belly on him. He was a it was a heavy heavy fish about twenty. I'd say about twenty inches long, and and had a giant belly on him. And that's definitely where he got a lot of his his weight. So, uh, yeah, you can see that picture. You can hear that story. Just uh, go check it out on the News Talk STL Facebook page, Rumble page, my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk. So many different places you can check that out. And of course, you can always uh, hear all of the stories and interviews and things that we talk about here on the Bluff City Outdoors Show on our podcast. So. We uh, air this show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on News Talk STL. This week, you'll once again be able to hear it at 5 p.m. So if you're listening in the afternoon and thinking to yourself, wait a minute, it's not Saturday morning, it's Saturday afternoon. You might be listening to it there as well. Uh, And then, of course, our podcast, which you can get anywhere you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, all those places, and our website, NewstalkSTL.com. So there's no reason to ever miss any of the great conversations that we have here on the Bluff City Outdoors show. Uh, before we dive into some of the stories I want to talk about this week, what's the uh, latest happening out at the shop? So we're we're getting a lot closer. I mean, I know I, know I say that every week. Well, every, every week, week we are getting a lot closer. We're, we're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer. Uh, the the bathrooms are hopefully going to be done uh, this week, and uh, and that's that's that was the long pole in the tent. I mean, that's the last yeah. big thing to finish up, and then we can start setting up the archery range and uh, getting that ready for for people to start coming in and shooting. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully we're with a couple of weeks. 
I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to go out and see it when it's, it's, it's all the way done or, or really close to being done. I would imagine like seeing it every day as you have from the time where it was nothing but trees, overgrown brush, yep. <laughs> right? To what it is now has got to be super exciting to yeah, watch it, it all come it's, together. It's, it's, you know, it's, we've been working on it a little over a year. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it just you see the progress, you see the progress, and yeah. then you hit a few roadblocks, and you know, well, it's it's going to be super nice when we get it finished. Uh, so, you know, I thought the idea, you know, adding that concession stand at the end. So when we have leagues and stuff, we'll have food available for people to eat, and, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit different than a lot of places. So yeah, yeah, you know, just just trying to make it as convenient and as comfortable and as enjoyable as possible yeah. for everybody. It's going to be amazing, and we we get we get new listeners every week. So for people that. Um, uh, aren't totally up to speed. Bluff City Outdoors has been in Alton, Illinois for decades, uh, servicing the fishing industry of the St. Louis area and, you know, has always been the best go-to uh, bait and tackle shop in the area. And now we'll uh, be expanding and servicing uh, kind of the greater outdoor community with, uh, with you know, always, you know, be your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs but now you'll be able to uh get your some of your other outdoor uh, uh products and services there at uh, bluff city outdoors and uh super exciting the archery range that's opening up out there so um it's going to get even better for the customers of bluff city outdoors in alton illinois in just a couple of weeks so make sure you are keeping an eye on that we will we'll update you every week here on the show and you can also go to bluffcityoutdoors.com to keep an eye on all of that stuff as well. Uh, one of the things that I know that has it has been an important thing for you since uh, purchasing Bluff City Outdoors years and years ago, and coming from a mixed family, I wanted to to talk about this story. Unfortunately, the event I think happened already. I, I saw this story about a week ago, and since we only do this story the show once a week, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it right away. But um, there was a, a, a recent story in the Post and um, and, and a couple other of uh, uh, local media about a uh, about a push fr- by local uh, by the local outdoor community to diversify. How it's kind of you know fishing and hunting and camping is very often considered to be kind of a white sport or kind of an activity that white people engage in and don't ha, doesn't have a lot of diversity which is not true my no, number no, one not at all perry woods is the guy who is the uh the the writer and performer of the bluff city outdoors theme song is my best friend and my number one fishing partner and has been for years and he's not white <laughs> and uh and so i know that that's I know that that's a stereotype that kind of gets, uh, unfortunately, uh, falsely, uh, you know, attributed to the outdoor community. And it sounds like that there are there are groups out there and grants out there uh, that people are taking advantage of to make sure that um, uh, maybe the the, the kids and in, in, in groups and maybe urban areas that wouldn't normally be introduced to the great outdoors. Uh, are getting that experience so they learn about and take advantage of it. What's it? What do you think of that push in general? And what have you experienced at the shop over the years? Yeah, so I, I think that's a, a really good idea because I, I do think that uh, the black community probably doesn't get as much access in order to do those outdoor activities as as uh, you know you know they're they're typically in the St. Louis area they're they're not rural right uh, you know so you know and you're fishing and hunting stuff's so a little bit more of a rural sport. 
And so I don't uh, don't think they get as many opportunities. Uh, and uh, like I was telling you earlier, when I bought the shop uh, 20 years ago, um, I Alton's about 20% black. And, you know, just over running it that first year, I realized, I said, you know, I, I should have somewhere, you know, I should have the same demographics coming in here to, uh, to yeah. buy stuff. Yeah. And, and I didn't. So I, I made an outreach, you know, just uh, one of my local customers that was coming in all the time, his name was Rob Phillips, uh, got to know him and he was always coming in and getting crickets. And I go, well, he's a cat fisherman. What's he get doing all these crickets? So what it was, he was going out and catching a catching bait fish with them herring. Ah, okay. So after I guess I say, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, selling those herring here. <laughs> and uh, so I got to working with him and he started supplying with herring. And then I liked him a lot and he was a really good, knowledgeable fisherman and he, he was pretty friendly. So I actually got him to uh, start opening for me. Yeah. And, uh, and then it was just a, a slow progress of trying to reach out to the community, try to try to reach those anglers that, that you know, really, uh, yeah. you know, either maybe didn't feel comfortable coming in, you know, or just didn't know about me so yeah so now i have a very balanced uh, you know di- diverse uh, business uh, yeah. as far as my clientele i think uh, that's great i think it i think that's so important i think that you know we've seen it we, we've we've talked about this a lot uh since starting the show a couple months ago and we've talked about this a lot even before that when you were on my other shows and here at other radio stations that you know we've seen so many people uh either discovering for the first time or rediscovering the great outdoors and how great that is for, I think it's great for people. I think it's good for your, I think it's good for you, like your mental health to be, you know, to get out and, and enjoy the great outdoors and sort of unplug from the madness of the world. Uh, but it's also just another great outlet for people to take advantage of. And the more people that are exposed to it and the more people that learn about the things that are available to them in the area, I mean, you can live in, Downtown St. Louis, and you're not very you're. You, I mean, you're not you far at all. Fishing. <laughs> you got great fishing in the city, even. I mean, in the city, got, yep. yeah, you've got great fishing in the city, and you're not far at all from other uh, lakes and rivers and streams and things that you can take advantage of. So, uh, the more exposure that uh, gets out there, the better. So, I thought this was a really great story, and I know that this is something that you had worked on. So, I wanted to touch on this. Now, here's we're gonna go. We're gonna completely shift gears, and we're gonna go out to the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Um, I, I, I've been covering this story, uh, this week, uh, on, on my show and, um, with Katie, uh, on weekdays here at News Talk STL, uh, but doesn't get any more great outdoors than this. And I think this is a super interesting story. Shark attacks are up in the Atlantic ocean, particularly in the New York area. A second shark attack was recorded off, was reported off the coast of New Jersey, uh, on Thursday of this past week, the fifth such attack off Long Island in two weeks, according to the uh, county, uh, Suffolk County police officers responded to Seaview Beach on Fire Island after a man was bitten by a shark at approximately 6.05 p.m. Eastern time. The 49-year-old Arizona man was standing in waist-deep water when the shark approached from behind, biting him on the left wrist and buttocks. That is not a good day in the water. The uh, man walked out of the water before being transported to a uh, uh, a hospital. His injuries were not life-threatening. Um, again, this is the, this was the second in a week and the fifth overall and it, and shark attacks are up in that area and 
During a news conference, the officials there stressed the importance of swimming near lifeguards and called these attacks the new normal. Like, this is just the way it's going to be now, which is, you know, why? That, why is this happening? Scientists uh, cite warming ocean temperatures and the resurgence of bunker fish uh, for the shift in sightings. Experts say the increase in the number of sharks is a sign that conservation efforts have been successful. So I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess they increased the food, the food supply, right? and so you increase the numbers right. of your predators. Have you ever I, – I have – I've deep-sea fished, but in Lake Superior, in one of the Great Lakes, not in an ocean. Have you fished in an ocean before? I have not fished in the ocean. I did go wading when I was a kid down in Georgia. Uh, had a relative down there, went down to St. Simons Island, stepped on a blue crab – that, oh, that was it for going into the ocean. <laughs> it it it, it gets you. Oh yeah, it chopped my foot up. Oh, I said that's it. <clears throat> There's too much stuff out here that can hurt you. <laughs> so so that was my experience of the ocean. I've never. Yeah, I have never. I, I've I've you know we've been to Florida. I've been on the I've been on the Gulf side. I've been on the ocean side. Um, but I've never taken the time. I've never had the opportunity. You know, it's always been. You know, we've been doing other things on a family vacation or whatever. Never had the opportunity to get out and, and do any fishing in the ocean. I did, like I said, we did when I was a kid. Um, my family goes uh, semi-regularly up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, we go to Mackinac Island from time to time. And we go to Marquette, Michigan, which is up on Lake Superior. And we have fished in the Great Lakes and we've chartered a boat and we've done the whole deep sea fishing thing in, in the Great Lakes. And it's an awesome time. Yeah, I've gone up to Lake Michigan twice yeah. uh, to go salmon fishing out of Kenosha. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the first time I went, it, I mean, Lake Michigan was like a sheet of glass. I mean, you could have water skied out there. It was beautiful. It's perfect. Had a, had a wonderful time. Second time? And the second time we go and... <laughs> It's uh the weather's a little bit different and the captain he goes he says ah we got a light chop we'll go ahead and go out you know so we get out there and and it's just it was miserable light chop oh my gosh <laughs> you know we're sitting up here and I am just looking around one time and it was water every direction <laughs> and I'm going going captain if this light is a, chop <laughs> you know if this is a light chop you know what the heck is a heavy chop right. no he goes kidding. oh he goes heavy chop we don't we don't go out and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, so that was the last time because it was all I was doing was throwing up. So. Oh, so did you get? I mean, that's an extreme case. Do you get motion sickness very easily, or what? Does it take an extreme situation it, like that? I hadn't gotten it in the past, and yeah, and so if I ever did it again, I would definitely take the pills and try to right, calm it down. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it was I, hard. My, my, I have one of my daughters and my wife. My wife doesn't get it on the boat too bad. Uh, actually, doesn't get on the boat at all. Uh, but my one daughter, she'll get it on the boat. She'll get it if on a long car ride. Like she has to take the Dramamine or whatever it is, you know, because she gets motion sickness. Uh, but my wife did it. We did take years ago. We we took a helicopter ride for her birthday, and she got and it was her idea. I'm terrified of heights, so I didn't want to be in this helicopter to begin with. Doing it for her birthday, we get up there, and then she gets sick. I'm not sick. I'm just terrified. 
<laughs> and she got sick because she uh, of the motion sickness in the in in the helicopter, but something that she hadn't experienced before. So um, yeah, I know that uh, sometimes for some people it takes an extreme situation, and it sounds sounds like the light chop was an extreme yeah, that situation. Was That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we got to go ahead and take our first break of today's show. Don't forget a little bit later on in the third segment of today's show, which you can count on every week. We will bring you a fishing report from local lakes uh, around the uh, bi-state area, so make sure you are keeping in here for that. And when we get back, we'll talk to this week's guest, which is Shiloh Chappelle, tournament crappie angler, uh, local uh, crappie angler, and we will talk to him about uh, his year so far, his experiences out on the water, and uh, see how it's going in uh, the crappie world when we get back to Bluff City Outdoors show right here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoors radio show here on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here with my co-host and the owner of Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois, Mark McMurray. Also want to give a shout out to another sponsor of the show, the uh, Farmers Co-op Old Town Country Store in St. Peter's. Uh, it's a... I hate to put labels on a store. If, if you had to, you'd call it a farm and home store, I guess. But they uh, do so much more than that. So many great uh, products and services that they have out there at the Old Town Country Store. If you're working in the yard or garden, they have a full line of products and services to help you there. Not only the products like the grass seed and uh, the fertilizers and everything else, but services like soil testing that will help you out tremendously. Uh, if you care for animals, anything from farm livestock to the family pet, they have you covered there as well. They'll fill any size propane tank for about half the price of a new one and uh, so much more. And the Old Town Country Store Farmers Co-op is located on 2nd Street in historic St. Peter's right at the corner of 70 and Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. Um, you can uh, check them out there or you can go to their website, oldtowncountrystore.com. Welcome back to the show. And our guest this week is on the line. Shiloh Schapel is on the line with us. He is a local crappie, tournament crappie angler. And as I said, we have talked uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked a lot about catfishing. We've had our buddy Mike Marfell, who's a professional bass fisherman, in the studio with us a couple times. But we haven't really focused on uh, the uh, what's happening out there uh, in the crappie tournaments and things like that. So it's great to have Shiloh on the line with us. Shiloh, thanks for your time this weekend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm actually finally moved down to Alabama, so just left Illinois. Gotcha. Still have all my ties up there. So. Sure. Well, so we've been talking. We've talked to guys all over the uh, country on on the show over the last few weeks, and um, like I said, we haven't talked too much about uh, uh, you know the the crappie fishing this year, but. Other than across the board, we've been getting great reports uh, about you know results and uh, anglers on the water, people on the water. There's been a lot of people uh, taking advantage of the great outdoors this year, and they seem to have been having a lot of success as well. What's it been like for you so far this summer? Uh, really, all year we've had excellent success. Success. Um, we've been fishing Crop USA Tournament Trail. Uh, 
we've placed inside the top three in all five tournaments we fished this year. So we're, we're kind of on a little roll. Um, as far as fun fishing, Carlisle, Hillsboro, Shelbyville, um, it's been great. The fisheries are, uh, they've been producing big fish and fishing really well. You seeing more people uh, engaged in in crappie fishing or just fishing in general in the places that you go? I mean, we've talked a lot about that uh, with other um, with other anglers over the last few weeks, and you know, Mark has seen it at at the store at Bluff City. You know, we see more people with fishing license over the last couple of years than we've had in decades past. Um, so that's great that so many people are, are sort of either rediscovering, uh, the great outdoors and getting out on the water or maybe, you know, enjoying fishing for the first time in their lives. Are you, are you seeing that in, uh, in the crappie world as well? I am. And it it goes back all the way to 2020 when COVID hit, Mm -hmm. um, the, the year before that you were, you're seeing a handful of boats on the water every time you went. Now it's like every boat ramps full, and a lot of them, you know, you're seeing a lot of bass fishermen, you're seeing a ton of crappie fishermen, and this is all year. You know, they're they're fishing in the summer, in the winter, in the spring. So we've talked a lot about bass. We've talked a lot about bass fishing and bass tournaments on the show. Uh, talk about, tell us about preparation and you know what you guys go through preparing and then participating in. A crappie tournament. How's that? How does what? Are, what are the differences? And you know, what are the things about uh, crappie fishing? Is it for you that uh, sort of drew you to that uh, uh, to that species and and wanting to uh, participate in those tournaments? So I mean, I grew up crappie fisherman. It's I'm Mark can probably remember when I was probably five or six years old back in the early two thousands, walking into the bait shop. So yeah, he's been coming um, in a long time. That's awesome. <laughs> forever, man. It's I've watched that store grow, and then the addition he's putting on now is going to make it even better. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I grew up crappie fishing as long as I can remember. And then as I got in high school, my competitiveness came out, and I was like, man, there's there's crappie tournaments. I want to get in one of these see what it's about. And I cashed my first check in a club tournament in southern Illinois, and it's eaten me up ever since. Um, mm-hmm. I just The years have gone on. We're starting to do bigger trails, bigger tournaments, and now for 2023, Crappie Masters, the national trail, is putting on an elite series with the top 50 anglers in the country, and we've been selected to actually fish that. So um, 2023 is going to be an an interesting year, to say the least. Heck, yeah. It's fun. So when I think of crappie fishing, I think of like what when when my dad and I, if we were gonna you know go down to the dock and crappie fish, that's where we would do it. Typically, we would do it on the dock and we would get minnows, and that's how we would that's how we would crappie fish off the dock with minnows. Uh, I imagine that that's not how a tournament fisherman goes about it. Uh, what do what do you guys do? What's the uh, what's the preparation and what's sort of the uh, uh, is there a particular like hot lure or style right now that uh, that the tournament guys are are taking advantage of? They eat shallow. So, bring up that uh, you know about the live scope because I think oh, that's yeah. made some yeah. of the biggest yeah, differences in the, yeah, for sure. in the sport. Yeah, the forward facing sonar live scope. Uh, Lawrence has a version, and Humminbird has a version now. We're we're all utilizing that technique. Um, we're no longer looking for laydowns or you know, stuff that's hanging off the banks or docks. We're 
we're getting out in the open water, channel swings next to flats, and we're looking for single fish. Um, I tell my partner all the time, pre-fishing, I said, we're looking for seven fish. You know, we got eight hours to catch seven fish. And there's been days where we've only caught 10, but they've been the right 10, and we've come out with a win. Um, we're no longer looking for big schools of fish. You know, weeding through a bunch of pound, pound and a quarter fish. We're going out and we're looking for, you know, two pound fish mm -hmm. on an average. And most of the time with these this forward facing sonar now, we can tell the size of the fish before we even drop a bait on it. And if it's not going to help us or we don't think it's going to improve what we have, we don't we don't waste our time on it. We go to the next fish. So um, that's been a big thing. And then as far as preparing for these tournaments, when we know we're going to, let's say this past couple of weeks ago, we fished Truman Lake. We've been researching Truman Lake since March. Mm. Everything and, you know, water levels, you know, where the previous tournaments have been won and everything. You know, I went over two weeks prior to fish a crappie master's tournament pre-fishing for the crappie USA. I did really well. I ended up eighth out of 80 boats, but nice. it was learning. You know, I was learning the water. Um, I spent three days pre-fishing and two days tournament fishing. And then I went back three days beforehand for the USA tournament. Pre-fished three days and then one tournament day. So it's a lot of mental preparation and learning the, the water mm -hmm. itself. Uh, you know, Truman, I learned that the past 10 tournaments have been one out of one little stretch. I found that little stretch and I've just kind of ran with it. Are are there any are there any tips for people that are you know maybe listening over the weekend you know or or getting out on the water anytime soon? Uh, like I said, when it came to crappie fishing for me, when it comes to crappie fishing with me, I would just always get a bucket full of minnows and head down to the dock, and and that was it. I didn't really know anything else to look for or you know what to uh, you know keep an eye out for and things like that. What are some uh, uh, tips for people that are going out on the water? Uh, maybe over the next couple of weeks that are listening that they can look for as far as, uh, you know, water level or what type of uh, brush or anything else, um, you know, structure in the water or anything else that uh, people can look for to increase their chances. Yeah, for sure. Um, this time of the year, a lot of people are, you know, expecting the fish deep. You know, when I say deep, deeper than 10 foot, um, a lot of the fish back home before I left, I was catching them four to six foot of water just because, you know, and I would be using minnows right now because the heat of the summer, the fish, they're not very active. They just want to sit there and have a bait put right on their nose, right in that brush pile with them where they don't have to go far to, you know, eat. Um, but that four to six foot of water, most of the time you'll get a thermocline with how hot it's been. And it'll set up in that, you know, four to six foot range. And those fish won't live below that um, just because the oxygen's not there. The oxygen's in that four to six foot range and higher. So I would, I would be looking for structure in four to six foot of water and fishing it thoroughly. And when I mean thoroughly, I'm going to spend about 10 to 15 minutes on it. If I don't get a fish, I'm going to move. Mark, I need so, the, yeah, I, oh, go ahead, child. Go ahead. <clears throat> I am still going to use minnows this time of the year just because they're, they're not real active. They're going to, and when they're going to eat, they're going to want something big just to fill them up. So they don't have to keep expanding that energy. 
chasing small stuff around. And Mark, I know you guys, uh, of course, sell uh, live bait out at Bluff City Outdoors. Are you guys seeing a lot more people come in? I mean, we've talked about the diversity lately. You know, whether it be obviously being on the Mississippi River, big and you know the host of the Catfish Classic every year. Catfish is always going to be a, a big thing out there at Bluff City Outdoors. But we know that we've seen uh, the bass fishing, the crappie, wa- crappie, walleye, other things like that. Have you? Notice the uh, the uptick in the crappie market as well. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we really sort of restructured our store over the last couple of years to be a catfish and crappie store. I mean, yeah. we still serve the bass guys. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, there's not as many places for them to go shop for the for the catfish and the crappie sure. specific stuff. So sure. you know, when you do that, then people you know if you build it, they will come. Right. And uh, so that's that's worked out pretty well. And uh, we you know we listened to Shiloh and, and put in you know baits that he recommended and. Things like that, so yeah, it's definitely up, Dick. Shiloh, what are some of the? Uh, you, yeah, you mentioned Carlisle and you mentioned Truman. Uh, are there any other uh, St. Louis area, you know, bi-state area, even you know, even a little further out? Like you know, we have a we have a family place out of the Lake of the Ozarks, and Mike Marfell, who's a professional bass fisherman, who's in here all the time uh, with us on the show. Uh, you know, he's he's at the Lake of the Ozarks all the time. Uh, is there any any other any other lakes, rivers, you know, anything else in the in the St. Louis area that is a a, a good place to go specifically for crappie fishing? If people want to get out and and uh, you know and and try to increase their odds and uh, learn more about crappie fishing, for sure. Um, you got Rin Lake Crab Orchard mm-hmm. and uh, Kincaid, all in southern Illinois. Rin. I don't know what's gotten into that body of water the past five years, but it just keeps improving uh, quality and quantity. It's nothing to go down there and catch your limit of keepers and then all be over 12 inches. Um, and they actually have a, a little bit different limit. It's 10 over 10 inches and 15 under 10 inches. A lot of the guides down there, they struggle catching their fish under 10 inches just because there's so many 10 inch plus fish there. Uh, it's it's really starting to come back and it's having to I see more and more anglers on that body of water every day uh, it's a great place with big fish as far as Kincaid and Crab Orchard they're both still really good um, Kincaid's kind of on its little downslide but in the next year or two it's going to come back and there are going to be a lot of 12 inch fish there as well uh, like you mentioned the Ozarks and Truman you can't beat them. Uh, I mean, Truman, <laughs> I've, I've spent probably, I, like I said, I've spent almost two weeks on Truman the last month, month and a half. And it's, I would say it's probably one of the best fisheries in the country. Um, as far as numbers, yeah. uh, every tree, every fish on it. And you can pull up in some pockets off the river channel. And I mean, you can catch pound and quarter fish all day long if you wanted. It's unreal. Uh, it's interesting, it's, Shiloh, to hear you say Ren Lake because that's something, Mark. Ren, we've talked about Ren Lake. Yeah, it's been on fire for, like you said, five years. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's insane. Oh, yeah, not just not just with you, Shiloh, but other uh, other anglers that we've had on, and just uh, you know when we've talked about, we probably may even have a Ren Lake. Uh, re- we get Ren Lake reports sometimes too that we do our our fishing report, which we'll do in the in the next segment. But yeah, I've been hearing. You know, I've known about Ren Lake my whole life, and I, you know, it's always been a, a known 
you know, place to go. But I've heard like what you just said, but you, we've heard that Mark and I've heard that on this show uh, multiple times over the last couple of weeks. That just seems to be a place that's just booming. It's seriously, it's becoming a factory for crappie. (laughs) It's, I don't understand how, I mean, in the winter, you'll have a hundred plus boats on each bridge and they'll all catch a limit and those fish the next year come back even healthier. It's like, where do they, you start asking yourself, where are they coming from? Right. You know, does that have that healthy of a spawn every year that it's just keeping up or are these fish growing that fast? Right. Um, So, you have no problem. No problem catching a limit there. Yep. So how's uh, Hillsborough and Litchfield? And we've been getting really good reports on otter up there too. Uh, how have they been this year? I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time on otter just because I don't know it very well. I don't. I don't even honestly think I can put my boat on it. It's too big. Um, but Litchfield and Hillsborough—they're still producing good fish. Um, Hillsborough has been a little finicky ever since 2019. We had a stellar year out there. Um, it was on a downslope last year, but it's starting to come back, um, starting to catch 20 to 25 keepers a trip there. You know, the 10 to 12 inch fish, good eater fish. Hillsboro, it ran small last fall. I mean, it, you would have to weed through 25 fish to catch a keeper, but from a couple of buddies that have told me that they're starting to catch good fish out there on brush and six to 10 foot of water. Um, and I, I know they're strictly jig fishermen, so they're not going to be running minnows. But, um, yeah, they're starting to come back. They're, this fall is going to be excellent for Hillsboro and Lou Yeager. Shiloh, we're almost out of time. Uh, but, you know, for people that are listening and, you know, their interest is uh, peaked and, you know, maybe they are, you know, avid bass fishermen or cat fishermen and, you know, or, you know, or, or when they do get a chance to go out, you know, that's, that's uh, the, you know what they're going out to to catch, and they're listening and they're saying, you know what, yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of fun actually, and maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna try my hand at crappie next time I get out on the water. Um, either you personally or just the crappie masters in general. What are there are, are there good uh, social media spots, uh, websites, anything like that that people can go to to kind of keep up what's happening with the tournaments and uh, with crappie masters and even with you personally if you're if you have a social media that's a a, a public one that you want to share. Yeah, they they can uh, look me up at. Uh, I actually just created a Facebook page, Shiloh Shopple Fishing. On Facebook, uh, nice. they can reach me anytime. I've got my phone on me literally 24-7. Uh, other than that, Crappie Masters has a Facebook page. Crappie USA has one as well. And they're always posting good information there. They're, they're posting little short two-minute videos of some of the best fishermen in the country sharing their thoughts and knowledge on crappie fishing. And a lot of these guys, they're right. They know what they're talking about. They've done it time and time again. And I still get on there and learn from it every day. You know, I'm, I'm always watching the new videos of who's saying what. And now next time when I go, I want to test that theory out mm-hmm. and see if it works. So that's, if, if you could, if you don't do that, what's the fun in it? You know, you're right. You're never too good yeah. to learn, right? Exactly. <laughs> if once you stop learning, you start dying. But my theory. Yeah. So, oh, totally agree. That, you know, and these guys that are in Mississippi catching giant fish, I want to put that to the test here 
and see if it's working. And most of the time what they're doing there does work here. Yeah. It's just they got a different perspective on it. Yeah, yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, well, uh, Shiloh, we're almost out of time, but uh, I hope we can get you back on the air here many times. You know, we've just started this show a couple of months ago. We're still, you know, getting the, the show launched, and so we've got a bright future ahead of us, and I hope that we can have you back on many, many times uh, in the coming weeks and months and hopefully years and, and keep up with what you're working on and, and uh, keep up with uh, crappie fishing around the country. Really appreciate your time today. Very much. Yeah, appreciate it, Shiloh. Yeah, Shiloh Shopple, Shiloh Shopple Fishing on Facebook, and I will put that on my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk. We'll post that uh, so people can follow Shiloh. And like we said, we'll get him back on the show, uh, hopefully again very very soon. Got to take another quick break here. When we get back, we will give you the fishing report. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. A lot about living and a little about love. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. You could be listening to us in the 11 a.m. hour on Saturday morning. You might be listening in the 5 p.m. hour on Saturday. If you're listening at 11 o'clock, uh, you'll get a chance to hear it again today at 5 o'clock. And, of course, you can also always catch the Bluff City Outdoor Show on our podcast. We put the podcast up shortly after the show each and every week. And you can get our podcast just about anywhere that you get podcasts, including our website, NewstalkSTL.com, so you never have to miss anything that happens here on the Bluff City Outdoors show. Huge uh, thank you to Shiloh Shoppel for joining us in that last segment. Uh, first time that we have had a chance to interview a tournament crappie fisherman and uh, learned a whole lot from him, had a great conversation with him. If you missed any of that or you want to hear it again, like I said, uh, just make sure you're downloading the podcast of the Bluff City Outdoors show each and every week all right segment three of the show every week also means it is time for the fishing report of course uh i'm tony colombo and my partner is mark mcmurray the owner of bluff city outdoors and uh mark you get us started this week okay we'll get the fishing report going mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh truman lake from from jordan lair uh he's a guide down there uh crappie uh, good fish the main uh, main lake flats with standing timber and brush piles in about uh, 10 to 20 feet, he said, uh, finding the fish at 10 to 12 feet down using minnows and jigs. He's also trolling flicker shad number sevens and banded 300s in pink and blue chrome and fire tiger. That's the best colors on the main lake flats in uh, 20 to 30 feet of water. White bass and hybrids, if he's fair to poor, uh, look for them on the main lake points and the humps in uh, 15 to 22 feet. Live shad, jigging spoons, rooster tails in a white and a top water activity early in the morning, late in the evening using spooks and pop bars. Catfishing, uh, good drifting, uh, drift fishing the uh, main lake humps and flats, uh, six to 22 feet of, of water. Uh, uh, suspended baits and deep water flats, uh, 10 to 15 feet down. Uh, live and cut chat are working best. Walleye fair, uh, fish the main lake points, humps and gravel flats, uh, five to t- uh, 15 feet deep. Trolling flicker shad in clown, purple tiger, and pink are working well. Uh, black bass, uh, fair, top water. Early morning and late evening using buzz bait, swapper, ploppers, and pop bars. 10-inch plastic worms on the points in 10 to 15 feet of water. Green pumpkin half-ounce jigs are working well. And the bluegill, good using red worms around the docks and chunk rocks, uh, 2 to 6 feet. And from uh, Jake Naley out at Carlisle, he's uh, also a guide out there. Catfish, uh, good on the lake. Have been drifting the channel ledges with fresh shad. Small and big baits have been producing. 
And he's also been using a shrimp and a triple S stink bait has also been working. And the catfish are just are coming off the spawn. Uh, crappie have uh, been good in the brush piles in 10 to 14 feet, 14 feet of water. Minnows and small hair jigs have been working great. And white bass are starting to get on the main lake flats. And then uh, from Jason Dudley down at Rend, he's got crappie still on fire. Uh, exactly what Shiloh just <laughs> said. Exactly what exactly Shiloh just, Shilo just said about the crappie out there at Rend Lake. Man, they, they got something going on. Something going on out mm-hmm. there. Uh, fishing uh, 8 to 14 feet using plastics and a black and chartreuse color in the timber. And catfish are being caught drifting on shad and shrimp. And on uh, just uh, the generic local rivers and lakes from Eric Morey, catfish have moved back out and drift fishing with cut bait is working well in lakes and the river. The cats are very active right now. Crappie are staging on the brush. They seem to want to chase the jigs when swam close to them. They really are wanting it moving, and the bigger fish are still on the smaller, more isolated structures. Largemouth bass is still holding strong and are chasing baits well into the morning and evening, then staging out a bit deeper, but will uh, but are still catchable during the day on deeper crankbaits and soft plastics. White bass are hitting well again with these hot temperatures. They are schooling and really chasing shad. And our buddy Mike Marfell out at the Lake of the Ozarks, he says, Bass, keep your eye on it. This, he's always got numbers. The scientist Mike Marfell always has the numbers. Bass, keep your eye on the water generation. It is key. Main lake points and bluff end points. When the current is flowing with 10-inch worm swim bait jig in that 15 to 25-foot range, fish will not go far from those areas when the current slows. So look for them to get in brush piles close to those same areas with the same baits. Fish stocks with a jig or shaky head until the dinner bell rings, which is that current kicking on. Then I would make my way to those main lake points and bluff ends pronto. If you only had a few hours to fish, I would make it around the prediction of when they are going to generate power with the current if possible so uh that is the weekly fishing report uh you can count on that from us each and every week and just judging by what we're hearing like we just mark we just talked to shiloh and we mentioned you know he mentioned wren lake we've been hearing a lot about wren lake the report uh from jason dudley out there says the crappie are still on fire just about every one of these reports depending you know across the board in the in the various lakes and rivers say that bass are still on fire are very good catfish very good are you seeing that same thing out at uh, bluff city outdoors are you hearing the yeah, same yeah. thing from we're the customers hearing, coming hearing in the same so you know it's uh you know the heat gets a little hot people get a little uncomfortable but the fish are still biting yeah yeah does that i was I, that was what i was going to ask because we are we are now kind of in the in we're in our muck, summer pack, right yep. yeah we are in the middle of st louis summers which can be hot and humid and dry, but does that, I mean, it affects people, you know, and, you know, you, you got to be careful, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to get sunburned. You want to get dehydrated. You don't want to spend, you know, uh, too much of the day with the sun beating down on you, but does it affect the fishing or is it, or is the fishing fish as good it, as the ever? Fish are still, they still got to eat, uh, just, they change, you know, what they're doing. You, you know, you're basking into that top water bite. They pretty much stay on it all summer long. A lot of your catfishing, uh, people will switch off and fish at night, early mm-hmm. in the morning, late, you know, just because it's more comfortable. Uh, but you're always, you know, the crappie are always out there somewhere. It's just got to figure out where they're at. So it's just, 
you know, the the comfort level of the temperatures is really, you know, yeah. affects the people. Yeah. It's not so much that the fish aren't there. They still got to eat. Uh, you hearing good things from the catfishing guys that you guys work with out there and people that want to take advantage of that, they can come to Bluff City Outdoors and get hooked up? Yep, we can hook them up. Uh, yeah, it's still going strong. I mean, it, it really doesn't stop. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're truly in that summer paddle. It looks like the river's getting it sort of at summer levels. It's a little low, really. Uh, but, you know, the fishing's still good. Uh, you know, you're still seeing good ones caught. Like I said, uh, good buddy Rel, he's been out there. He fishes almost every night, and he's that's he's great. always catching some big fish. So. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I was just at the Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend and hope to get down there again really soon and still seeing a lot of uh, a lot of people out on the water fishing and a lot of uh, a lot of tournament guys a lot of uh, people with uh, sponsored jerseys on coming in and out of the you know our cove and other coves around so uh, it's just a great year it's just a great time to be out on the water so if you get a chance to get out there uh, you know take advantage of it while you can if you need to stock up go out and visit Bluff City Outdoors in Alton about a mile east of Fast Eddie's everybody knows where that is uh Bluff City Outdoors there in Alton's got you covered uh for all of your fishing needs and soon uh even more when the uh when the expansion opens up out there and we'll be keeping an eye on that every week here on the Bluff City Outdoors show you can also uh keep up with everything happening out at the shop at bluffcityoutdoors.com and uh, listen to this show every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on News Talk STL. This week, and I think for the next couple weeks, you'll be able to also hear us in the 5 o'clock hour on Saturdays. And, of course, you can download our podcast anywhere you get podcasts. We put uh, the show out as a podcast shortly after uh, it airs each and every week. So uh, that is going to do it for this week's show. But we will be back next week. In the meantime, have a great time out on the water. Visit our friends at Bluff City Outdoors. Big thanks to... Uh, Mark McMurray for being in here with me every week and uh, big thanks to you and uh, for listening and of course a big thanks to producer Leah for making all of this uh, sound good and uh, work well. You have been listening to the Bluff City Outdoors show right here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.